0: Welcome to the Beginner Audiophile Show where we bridge the gap between the clueless big box stores and the snobby stereo shops Every show is filled with gear reviews commentary and interviews aimed to find out what makes a real world difference in your listening experience how to get the most bang for your buck and frankly how to begin experiencing your music the way it was intended and now your co-hosts Dr. Paul Anderson and Michael O'Neill. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Beginner Audiophile. Michael O'Neill here in sunny San Diego. Not joined by Dr. Paul Anderson, not joined by Patrick Norton, not joined by Harris Fogle. It is just me and you today, uh, which is fine, actually. I'm excited about this. I have a brand new audio setup. Uh, I'm speaking now through a a very fancy new Shure SM7B microphone. You would know it as the mic that Joe Rogan uses. And I've had my eye on this one for, I don't know, a year or so. And finally, Shure sent me one. And this is the first show I'm recording with it. So, would love your feedback. I know we've had our audio issues in the past, uh, ironically. But most of them have to do with having guests in remote areas. But um, I'm liking it so far. I like how it sounds. Uh, it takes minimal EQing to do all the things I want to do. And um, I'm just digging it, man. I think it sounds good. So uh, I've got a few things on this, this show I want to talk to you about today. But you might notice I'm not saying this episode is sponsored by SVS. And the reason why is because I'm about to do such a giant plug for SVS with the gear reviews. That you're going to, um, well, I don't know. It might make you think. So I went to Utah. Let's see. How do I want to do this? Is there news? I just, I really just have a couple of things I want to talk to you guys about. So the the main thing I want to talk to you about is that, you know, Paul and I were talking the other day and Paul is, you know, I, I have Paul on the show because Paul's been in this game for a long time and he, he incessantly tests gear. He gets so much gear in and bakes the stuff off. And then I get, the, I get to hear the result of it. He's experimenting with turntables right now as we speak. Uh, neither of us being big turntable guys. It's still one of those things where it's the, it's the best bang for the buck in audio. You know, a good turntable with a, 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 even a, a decent integrated amp and a decent set of speakers I mean, you're kind of to the promised land and it does not cost very much money to do it. Um, but Paul also has a, you know, we all have biases in in some ways. And so Paul has a couple of guys that he's been mentored by in this space. And, you know, he subscribes to the 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 ideas that they have. And, and I don't necessarily subscribe to all those ideas, uh, but... You know, I subscribe to some of them. And that's what makes the banter interesting, I think, is that, you know, ultimately, this is all about our ears and how we process sound. And are there things that we can do to mitigate, you know, reflections in a room? Or are there some speakers that are built better than others? Absolutely. But, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, he's at a, a it, it's interesting. I'm actually watching him and Matt. Matt Rockwell, who's been on this show before. The first system I saw Matt Rockwell have, which was probably seven years ago, it was $350,000. He had a pair of YG Acoustics Sonia, which are 107. He had six Jeff Rowland amplifiers, which are 22 grand a piece. He had some turntable that was worth about $54,000 once all was said and done. I mean, it was just a, a monster system. And then he went down to a pair of uh, Kef LS50s with a RHEL subwoofer. And now he has, I forget what he has. He was just on the show a few weeks ago. Uh, these, you know, this local Boulder, Colorado company for these really nice bookshelves and a RHEL sub and an integrated amp. Um, his amp is expensive. His amp is still like 15 grand, but it's a great system. And it's not, you know, it's probably Thirty grand versus three hundred fifty, and way more portable because it's bookshelves, and it sounds magical. So Matt is an audiophile; he is not a beginner audiophile, uh, despite all of that, and despite that Paul has again, he's got this beautiful integrated amplifier, which we've talked about ad nauseum. Go back and listen to the first couple of episodes where we go over uh, our systems, but he, you know, he's got a really nice pair of Harbeth uh bookshelves which are are legendary they get phenomenal reviews and a really nice integrated amp and a nice DAC that he spent a lot of money on so the 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 integrated's probably 2500 bucks the DAC is i think 7 grand the speakers 1700 bucks or something but he's probably got in you know in cables and all that stuff he's probably got 18 to 20 grand in his little two bookshelf, you know, uh, system. And so, you know, they're definitely further down the timeline than I am, you know, my, my, but of course my system now is very different than it was five years ago where I had a pair of used paradigm monitor sevens and some Marantz, you know, home theater amp that I picked up and, a, a $150 Velodyne subwoofer. That's where I was for a long time. And that was, I don't know, a grand worth of stuff. And now my theater slash listening room, you know, is closer to fifteen twenty, by the time, you know, everything's said and done. So, you know, I think that just like any hobby, once you've convinced yourself that you're into it, then you keep up leveling and you keep finding things that you can. Uh, improve upon, I'm pretty satisfied. Well, I'm very satisfied with my theater. And then my two-channel, I'm using Kef LS50 wireless plugged into one SVS subwoofer. And it's killer. It's a killer setup. And that would be three grand for that, you know? Now, is that the price of admission? No, we've certainly talked about cheaper setups where you're getting like a pair of ELAC- bookshelves for $500 and, you know, a nice integrated amp, either from uh, Parasound, which is what, what Paul has. Uh, Marantz has a couple great ones. You can find a, a bunch of really good two channel stuff. I mean, really on Craigslist, you can pair it with any number of different things. Um, I'm still waiting, by the way, if anybody out there is a, a like a vintage expert who really knows vintage gear and stuff that you could search for on Craigslist that would be these great finds. I don't know enough. I haven't I haven't listened to everything. So, um, if you know anybody like that, please refer them here because I'd like to interview them on the show. Because it'd be really cool to have in in fact, if you guys maybe this would be kind of cool too. If you guys have vintage gear that you love, um, Maybe I'll do a post in there. There's a a few audiophile groups on Facebook. If you have vintage gear that you love, wouldn't it be kind of a cool resource on the beginner audiophile website where, you know, maybe I, maybe I could put like the top five or 10 used amplifiers or, you know, top 10 speakers to look for something like that. That'd be kind of a cool uh, feature, I think. Um, maybe I'll ask, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do some research and see if I can put that as a resource guide for you guys for used gear. Cause I just don't think anything like that really exists where they're, we're sort of ranking it. Um, anyway, so my point is, is that, you know, I've got these two stalwart audiophile guys as my mentors in this space. What's interesting about them is they've both done a lot of an about face on, uh, you know, on the on the the hobby, like it used to be. Well, this can't be good because it only costs a couple hundred bucks. Or, you know, in Matt's case, it's only five grand, so it's mid-fi. It's not high-fi. It's only mid-fi because it was only five grand for this amplifier or whatever. And my contention has always been, if I can't hear a massive difference between. The two hundred dollar version and the five thousand dollar version. I'm going with the two hundred dollar version. I don't care, you know. Now there are some exceptions to that. Um, well, I think about it's not an exception, but there are instances where spending more money to me has made a a huge difference. So that's always been my thing. I think my dad was a bit of a, a cheapskate. I don't. I did not thankfully get that gene. I did. I get. I did get the bang for the buck gene but not the cheap gene. So I don't look for the lowest price, but I do look for the, well, if I spend a couple hundred more bucks, am I getting that much more out of it? And the perfect example of that is right now, if if someone said you had to spend like 50 grand on an audio system and just gave me the 50, the first thing I would do is go get Kef blade speakers. I mean, they're just, they're absolutely magical to me. And I've seen them as low as seventeen grand. Usually they're about twenty-five grand for the pair. And they're they to me I will own a pair someday. That mark my words that I will own those speakers. And I couldn't imagine four years ago, five years ago, even considering what a twenty five thousand dollar speaker would sound like. Like why would you what are you talking about? Why would you even suggest anything like that to me? And and now that I've listened to hundreds of speakers in all of these different environments, I can tell you that to me, they are, I mean, to me, far and away, the best that I've heard at that price point. So bang for the buck. I, I've never heard another set of speakers that was like, oh my God, that's so much better than the Kef Blades. And if you've never seen them before, they're really beautiful as well. They've got this cool curved shape that, um, I want to say that Andrew Jones had something to do with them. I interviewed him. Was it those? No, actually, there was a pair of Elac's. There was a fancy pair of Elac speakers that was at the last show that I interviewed him at CES, and um, they they had this shape that looked like a modern tower, like a modern tower you'd see in in Tokyo. You know, a, a hundred twenty floor. Uh, a, a skyscraper and they had this really cool shape to him. And Andrew had taken a picture of that, a building somewhere. And he said, I'm going to build a pair of speakers like that someday. And then it turns out that, that, um, ELAC was the ones that, that built the speakers. So really, really cool. I think, um, I don't know. I just thought it was a cool story. Anyway. So point is that I'm watching Paul and Matt, these stalwart audiophile guys that are now looking into, not even looking into, but the the belief is everything is going class D, which meaning like uh, instead of old school tube amplifiers, they're going, you know, electronics. It's all the inexpensive class D amplification with built-in EQ so that your devices, you know, typically have some kind of uh, interaction like, uh, in Elac's case, their subwoofer, you know, has a chunk of software on it where your iPhone, you sit in your seat, and your phone listens to the sub, and it tunes the subwoofer based on your listening position. So that stuff is becoming more ubiquitous. And uh, a company like KEF, who's done the, uh, we can't talk enough, right, about these LS50 wireless speakers they've done. Well, they are 100% going up the latter with that technology. So when the amplified Kef blade comes out in, you know, a couple of years and it's 30 grand or 35 grand and, and I'm in any position to buy them, I probably would like point blank. I would probably buy those speakers. So, um, or I would work out the most legendary sponsorship deal ever with Kef. Um, I'm going to review these for 15 years, but point is, is that we're at a really cool, interesting time in you know the audiophile world, where a there's a bunch of millennial and younger people that are starting to dig in and buy turntables, and they're buying like powered bookshelves that they can just plug a turntable into, and then just get rad sound from it. I mean, that is by far the cheapest and easiest way to do. A great uh, system, in my opinion. It's so simple to do, right? Um, but the, you know, and then if you want to tinker after that, well, then you know, you take the powered bookshelves and you move them to another room. You add a subwoofer to them. Um, in the in my office right now, I have a pair of the SVS Prime wireless with one SVS SB one thousand sub. It's killer. Yeah, I'm would I'm so satisfied with with streaming title. Through these speakers and doing my work, it's great. It sounds phenomenal. I absolutely love it. So, point of all this is, we're we're in such a fun time with um, technology now and integration into lifestyle systems that are also audiophile systems, and it's just it's just awesome. It's just a fun time to be doing this hobby. So, on to the. Uh, review slash experience that I had. Um, Good buddy of mine, Jace Bennett. Jace runs... Well, first of all, Jace... Yeah, okay. Jace runs a YouTube channel. Jace's YouTube channel is a bunch of family adventures. Jace has six kids. Did you hear me? He's got six humans uh, in addition to his wife. And... They have a YouTube channel called the Ohana Adventure. So they are, first of all, this family is unbelievable. The kids are so polite. They're all homeschooled. Super polite kids, super smart, really on it. It, It's really something else. And they just do all these cool things as a family. They play games and they do, you know, they sing parody songs of pop songs and things like that. Just really cool. And they've built a YouTube channel. Now, this YouTube channel, uh, as of now, let's see. Let's have a look. I can tell you what it had yesterday or uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, Their YouTube channel, as of July 7th, uh, 2019, has 2,678,541 subscribers. 2.6 million subscribers. Crazy. So they're putting these videos out like Jace just surprised his wife with a Tesla. It's a long story. It's a long story. But these guys just have uh, an incredible YouTube channel. And now that becomes their, um, you know, that becomes their life now. And they're able to do some really amazing things with it. Their most popular video they have on their channel. 85 million Views, which is a Taylor Swift parody video. And then one of their daughters getting braces has 10 million views. So a lot, they just show kind of a day in the life of a family that does super fun things. And uh, Jay said, look, I've got this, uh, they've got this house that they've, they just moved into and I visited it and they've got a, imagine like an attic type room where the ceiling is angled, Right. On, on the left and right side that sort of comes to a peak. In their case, it's kind of a flat peak where there's about a four-foot uh, horizontal uh, face on the roof. And so you're in this room. It's got, you know, very angled walls. So the side walls go up about four feet before they get angled towards the the ceiling. And Jay says, I want to put a home theater in here. Um, okay, All right, well, let's, I said, well, let me, let me work on that a little bit. Maybe we can do some cool collaboration with a company and we'll get you set up. So I reached out to Nicholas from SVS and I said, hey, my buddy uh, wants to do a home theater and, you know, we'll do an install video. And for companies like that, I mean, you know, all, all things being said, audio companies are still (laughs) relatively small. In the grand scheme of things, you know, I mean, SVS is probably a pretty small company when you, when you look at the, the actual numbers. And so to have someone who does influencer marketing, which is what it's called these days, who gets hundreds of thousands or, you know, 85 million views to a video is good business for them because these people are used to spending thousands and thousands of dollars on print ads or, you know, where else do you advertise, you know, maybe in the stereo magazines, maybe you go to these shows, but there's not a lot of great opportunities to advertise for these companies. So I reached out. He said, let me, um, let me think about it and l- let's see what we can set you up with. So SVS sends over a pair of their SVS Prime Towers, their Prime Center, three sets of Prime Elevations. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm coughing all of a sudden three sets of Prime Elevations and a pair of SB2000 subwoofers. So all said about $4,000 worth of audio gear. The Prime Towers are $1,000 for the pair. The Center's $350. The Prime Elevations are $400 each pair. And then these uh, SB2000 subs are $1,500 for the pair. Uh, Jace had already picked up a projector. He he went fancy fancy with his projector. He got this Optoma uh, UHZ sixty five four K laser projector. That is a four thousand dollar projector. He picked up a screen on Amazon, hundred twenty inch screen, one hundred seventy five bucks. Um, the STR 16992, silver ticket, 4K ultra, HD ready, uh, fixed frame, projector screen. So he'd already had that by the time I arrived. And so we had this like, not even a 72 hour window. We had about, let's see, when I got there like, when did I get there? I think I got there Thursday morning and I left, no, I think I got there Wednesday afternoon, and left Friday evening. So not quite 48 full hours there. And I knew that we had a ton of work to do. SVS also sent over some speaker cable and some feet. They have these feet that go under your subwoofers to isolate the... Uh, <coughs> geez, to isolate the room. And uh, let me take a sip here. Maybe I got a little something in my throat. And um, so... Here's the numbers of oh yeah I haven't mean, even told you about the most important part yet, but so we've got about four thousand fifty in speakers, okay we've got four grand in projector, we've got one hundred seventy five bucks for the screen, and then we thought, okay, we want to do Dolby Atmos and you know, we want it to be mod we sort of got lucky because I really was just looking for a Dolby Atmos uh receiver. And man, I'll tell you, I didn't realize um I I had suggested to another friend of mine that he look at this one. We installed it. The install was so GD easy. It was so easy to install this receiver like a couple of weeks ago. And <coughs> <coughs> I feel like Joe Rogan. I'm just coughing for no reason. Um, anyway, so we installed this receiver a couple weeks ago um, at my buddy's house. And I said, pick up this one. It's the Onkyo TX-RZ830. The Onkyo TX-RZ830. Now, this is a nine-channel amplifier, 120 watts per channel, nine active channels. And we are going to be doing 5.2 so we needed all of those channels right we had five surrounds five point essentially 5 point2 and then four overheads so five surrounds two subwoofers four overheads 5 point2 point4 so out of the gates this thing could power our Atmos setup we do um, Dolby and DTS surround decoding uh, THX certified, Acu EQ, automatic speaker calibration. I'm going to tell you a story about that in a little bit. Um, The digital and streaming music options. Uh, Look, Pandora, Spotify, Tidal, Deezer, TuneIn, all built-in, built-in Wi-Fi. I got to tell you, the Wi-Fi integration of this receiver, best I've ever used. You plug the receiver in, you go through the process, it says, hey, do you have an iOS device in the house? You go, yeah. And you and you. and it says, okay, just connect via airport to the receiver. You connect via airport. It then reads all of your Wi-Fi settings and automatically sets up the networking. It's so slick. Uh, allows, the, so uh, Chromecast built in for wireless music streaming. Uh, allows voice control through Google Home. Compatible with Sonos Connect. So it's Sonos Compatible. It is DTS PlayFi compatible, which all of the SVS stuff, so if you have a set of SVS Prime wireless, they are DTS PlayFi. So now this thing automatically turns into this amazing lifestyle system, right? Built-in Bluetooth, um, Apple AirPlay. I want to say it's AirPlay 2, but I'm not sure. It will do PCM files up to 24-bit, 192. DSD files up to 11.2 megahertz. Uh, multi-room, <coughs> multi-room audio video, uh, powered stereo outputs for second and third rooms. Now that becomes a little bit obsolete now. Uh, that's the other thing I was going to talk to you guys about. I might save that, but it becomes a little obsolete. Now these second and third zones, because we can now just take Sono so we can take anything DTS play and set it up in any room we want and then use that app to power our parties. Right. So that's pretty cool. I think. Um, let's see, uh, blah, 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 zone two is GMI, uh, high current amp design, music optimizer, blah, 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 uh, direct mode, pure direct mode, um, uh, connection. Of course it's 4k, uh, supports HDR 10 Dolby vision. I mean, that's awesome. Um, it has a moving, uh, an MM moving magnet phono input for connecting a turntable. So this thing will work, uh, with your turntable as well. Um, Effectively 11.2 channel preamp output. So even though it says 9.2, it's actually 11.2 if you include the preamp. So you can hook your external amp up to it. I'm telling you, it's got everything. I I couldn't believe that it has all this stuff. Under 600 bucks. I've seen it for 550 at the moment. I think it's one of the best bangs for the buck in audio right now. Because if you really wanted to, you could throw an Emotiva five channel amp on the primary uh, speakers and have an absolute powerhouse of a machine that is also very modern and very connected. So um, that's, that's the gear, the story, 90% of your time installing a home theater as of, you know, July 2019 is spent running wiring. That's really what it's all about. Uh, in our case, it was running the wiring from the, um, projector through the roof uh area through the 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 very small crawl space and then down we couldn't do it through the wall cuz we we're not th- we're not that cool we don't know how to do it but um we were able to get it down uh just just inside the wall and then use some of those speaker you know uh, hiding channels so we ran um we <laughs> jace was so funny too he was like the perfect guy to do this with because I would just make a suggestion. He'd go, okay. We ended up just cutting a, a hole in the ceiling, which was so much easier than having to like, you know, run stuff through a really thin, uh, you know, we got the snake and we were running wires, which we really needed. We ended up also using a, a couple big long things of PVC to feed wires through, just so it wouldn't get hung up in all the insulation. And ultimately we just threw Jace up into the ceiling and routed all the cables correctly. And, uh, you know, you drop them out of the holes. We use the SVS prime elevations as our overheads and then also as the rear uh, or just the surround, the surround the surround, right and left. And if we wanted to, we probably could have just used prime bookshelves for the, the surrounds. So, again, 90% of the time spent getting the speakers installed, running them so they looked nice, as, were as kid-proofed as I could make them. Uh, He, you know, obviously leaned on me as the expert, and we got it, you know, we got it dialed in, plugged everything in, and I kicked the family out. I said, Jace, you're out of here. He actually went shopping, and we bought some um, home theater seating where all the family and the whole kids could sit horizontally because the room's really wide. We got this one, like, mega home theater couch that everything reclines, and they can watch movies on. It's amazing. So I kicked everybody out. Got the speakers all set up the way, uh, you know, we measured it, it, uh, to me was like the optimal install, you know, just the way it was measured and everything was where it was supposed to be. And, and, you know, we had, I had carte blanche, like, let's do it how it's supposed to be done. Kicked everybody out, uh, ran the EQ setup and, um, if you haven't done that already if you have a theater setup and you and you've left the microphone that came in the box still in the box when i tell you that it is absolutely night and day between the experience pre microphone and post microphone so whatever system your receiver uses absolutely do it and then also expect that you may have to tinker with it a little bit afterwards Yeah. um, with, uh, what do I have? I have the XT32 on mine because I've got a Marantz, the Odyssey XT32. You always tend to have to crank up the subwoofers a little bit after that because it really does keep them pretty minimal. And I, I like a little bit more punch in the chest than apparently, uh, Odyssey does, but man, it, it goes from being this, you know, a bunch of speakers with a bunch of overtones and that kind of thing to this beautifully cohesive, quiet when it's supposed to be, loud when it's supposed to be, subs have impact when they're supposed to. I mean, it really makes a huge difference to run that EQ. So we drag, let's see, what, what happened first? Yeah, the next day, now it's the reveal. And Jace's wife, by the way, not only did she get a Tesla, but she got a whole home theater uh, surprise as well. She had no idea. Uh, She knew that I was going to be there and I was going to help set it up, but she had no idea about the furniture and that it was going to be what it was. And I kept joking with the kids. They're like, oh, my God, is it going to sound like a movie theater? I'm like, ha, ha, ha. This is going to sound so much better than a movie theater. So they come in. I put on... What was the soundtrack I used? I think I used, um, what's the Harry Potter spinoff? Uh, the, the monsters one, you know, the Jiminy Snicket's or, I don't know what it is. You know what I'm talking about, right? With the monsters, uh, Harry Potter spin. What is it? Spinoff. What is it? It's, um, and fantastic beasts. That one. So I had the second Fantastic Beasts movie, and I picked some scene that was great. We threw a blindfold on Jace's wife, brought her upstairs. That sounded worse than I meant it to. Uh, brought her upstairs to the, to, the, to the theater, brought the kids up. I had a camera on them. I pushed play. You guys would not believe their reactions. And they looked just like you'd expect a surprised little kid, like that Home Alone face they couldn't believe and here's the part i want to talk about i couldn't believe it i legitimately could not believe how great this theater sounded and i mean in the grand scheme of things this is like sub 10,000 dollars it's right around 10 grand which in the again in the grand scheme of things when you look at a of an absolutely breathtaking experience modern home theater setup. It's 10 grand. I mean, it's really, really, really good. Um, so good, in fact, that I have if you're interested in any of this, and I, I actually just thought about this, if you're interested in any of this gear, um, if you go to kit, let's see, how do I do this? How should I do this? I could use a pretty link. Um Let's let's do this. Let's uh, go to beginneraudiophile.com slash gear. I'm going to make that link send you to... I have a kit.com account for my other podcast called The Solopreneur Hour. And I will link that right to the beginneraudiophile gear page. So if you hear me talking about it on this uh, show and, and you like it, I'm going to include it there so that if you happen to buy it, then I can, you know, if it's okay with you... Get a a little affiliate commission from it. So if you like any of the stuff I talk about and you want to try it, um, it, it's a way that you could uh, share the love if you really wanted to. It doesn't cost you anything, but uh, obviously it helps me and it helps the show. But um, anyway, so BeginnerAudioFile.com slash gear to get that stuff at any rate. uh, So they were blown away by it, and I was blown away by it. I was like, man, that is a great-sounding home theater. So now Jason and I are working on some other stuff. The family's off doing around. And I said, uh, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's put some tunes on, right? So I switch it into two channel mode, which means we've got the SVS Prime uh, speakers and the two SVS subs. And Jace throws, uh, you know, airplays to it. And whatever, I think he was on Spotify playing something. And I know this is, I'm going to be beating a dead horse here. So he's playing a tune. And I go, just for fun, let me connect via Playfi and stream title to it just to see. So he plays through a tune. I then put the same song on title and stream it through the same gear. When I tell you that a guy that doesn't really know a lot about this stuff, which is my buddy, looks at me and says, holy shiz. And he doesn't curse. It was, I'm sitting on this couch, looking at him going, uh, this sounds incredible. I mean, it was killer. I, I, and I don't know if it was the EQ. I don't know if Ankyo just hit it out of the park. I don't know if it was the, uh, the fact that, you know, we're looking at a very cohesive system with SVS speakers and SVS subs and, you know, all the settings are the right way and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, that two-channel performance was... Punching so far above its weight. I couldn't believe it. So, I mean, <laughs> I couldn't. Anyway, so he just calls me uh, right before I recorded this show. And he goes, uh, my parents heard the system. And they bought a house a few years ago. And the guy who was in the house put legitimately, a, he put $150,000 into his theater system years ago his parents were like this blows away their system and now they want me to come and install this same exact system for them so I thought that was pretty rad Uh, so consider this a gigantic review of the Ankyo uh, what's it called the 480 Uh, TXRZ830 the TX RZ 830 all the SVS Prime stuff. And you could even upgrade this if you wanted to because they have um, their Prime Pinnacle speakers that just came out that are even you know uh, up, more upscale. And you could put a couple of SV3000s uh, in this. And by the way, we were concerned that the 2000s wouldn't be enough sub for this room because it is a rather large room. Not to worry, this thing just smashed it. They were up 50% and they were fine. So two thousands um, and they were great. And then uh, in the last minute or two I have here because I have a a, a, a zoom call I have to do with my little coaching group, but we're at a very interesting time now. And I think there's, if if you were an AV integrator and you run, you know, you know, there's a company called listen up in Denver, people that have been in, installing theaters for the last, you know, 20, 30 years in, in the houses. And, if right now those guys aren't calling everyone on their list to say, hey, let us go in and do an assessment of your gear and then coming in and saying, look, you know, this was state of the art at the time. Now we've got Sonos and we've got a a myriad wireless platforms and we've got, uh, you know, the ability to stream from your phone now. And it's all so much easier to use than it was years ago you know, why don't we talk about doing a system refresh for you? TVs are 4K now, and, you know, we've got Atmos. Like every bit of their gear can be upgraded. So if you are somehow in that industry, and you're not going through your uh, list of customers that you've had over the last like 10 years and saying, hey, we're offering a free checkup of your system and sending some of your technicians that better be sales guys out to that home you are missing the boat because there is so much white space and opportunity right now to do these integrations uh, of modern gear that I think you are leaving some cash on the table. Uh, Anyway, you guys, that is this solo episode of Beginner Audiophile. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed my new Shure SM7B microphone. I certainly did. I hope the sound levels are good for this and it sounds great. And uh, very much looking forward to talking to you guys next time. Uh, Again, if you want to check out any gear... From this or past shows, uh, beginneraudiophile.com slash gear will send you to my kit.com. Uh, it'll say kit.com slash solo hour, but I'm going to send you right to the beginner audiophile uh, kit. Okay. So with that, you guys and girls, I don't know if we have girls, but if we do, hi. Hello, lady. Hello, lady. Um, if you can name that movie, I'm going to give you something free. Okay. That's all. Peace out. Talk to you guys next time. See you later for listening to beginner audiophile for gear giveaways and answers to your questions join our mailing list at beginneraudiophile.com tag pictures of your audio setup to @beginneraudiophile on Instagram until next time keep experiencing great music